When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Recorded live. Good morning. Hey, Lindsay. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. I was just thinking it feels like we haven't actually talked to one another in a very long time. <laughs> I know. It has been a very long time. I think since before the uh, session the study, right? started. Yes. Back wow. in uh, September. So, yeah, it's been a while. How I'm are so you crazy. doing? Good. I'm actually, uh, I love December because it's a fairly um, lighter, like a slower month for me. Good so for I'm you. always, yeah, I'm always able to kind of catch up on the business side of stuff, not necessarily client stuff. Right. And, and then be able to plan for the next year or so. And vacation, Good of course. Yeah, <laughs> it is a little vacation. <laughs> and I think, That's I nice. think this will be the, I think this will be the first year that I'll actually be able to take off like a full two weeks usually I'm nice you know working still like 10 hours a week or something like that so it'll be nice how about you awesome um yeah we've got a lot going on this month but um you know it's it's not so much with I've still got a lot of of articles and things to write like that but not Mm -hmm. You know, nothing that I have to do, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. So mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of good. We've got a lot of, uh, we've actually got our Christmas party for our 6th, 7th, and 8th graders on yeah. Saturday. So I've been preparing for that and finishing up all the decorations. And I've got to go out and get groceries and stuff today. So Aww. hence my question on Facebook, what goes with pizza? <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I put salad and brownies, and then I thought later, but they never eat the salads. I don't even know why I put that. Well, <laughs> they but you know what? You know what? There are actually several of the girls who like that. So what we're um, what what I actually opted to do is um, a veggie tray with dip, and then mm-hmm. doing fruit with uh, you know like apple slices with caramel dip, and then um, cookies. And I've got a couple of different kind of cookies that I'm going to make. So. It'll be plenty. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. And then we're taking them, taking them down to ice skate and to do some Christmas caroling and pass out some gospel tracks. So it oh my fun. gosh, yeah, that sounds so fun. Yeah, yeah. Come and join us. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right there. <laughs> so how is, how is your daughter doing? Uh, you know, much better. And I think, I think, um, gosh, the last time we talked would have been right when things were kind of really difficult. Yeah. So I, I think, um, I can't remember how much I told you, but like she ran away in October a couple of times and 
know, all sorts of stuff. Um, but I think for her, what we had to do that month is, is just kind of sit her down and go, okay, you know, I understand you're hurting, but this is not okay. And mm-hmm. if you're not going to put boundaries around yourself, then we're going to do it for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in a much stricter way than we normally do. So basically, uh, she calls it house arrest, kind of laughingly. Okay. <laughs> but that's what we mm-hmm. that's what we had to do. We just basically had to say, you know, you're not leaving the house without one of us. And um, we turned off her phone and all of her access to social media, and she could not go anywhere with anybody, friend wise. And yeah. um, so it was really hard, and um, for mm-hmm. all of us, you know, because yeah. she was not super happy about it. Um, but um, I think, like, and she's she's kind of back to. I think the grounding actually technically lasted until like November tenth, so it was kind of a okay. most of October and part of November. Um, and we took her with us. You know, we did stuff as a family and stuff like that. We didn't like make her never right. leave home. She right. just had lost all freedom of movement and, you know, mm-hmm. access to friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason we did it was not necessarily to punish her. It was more to help her realize that she didn't need those yeah. things the way she thought she did. So she's um, on, oh, I don't even know what to call this, like modified access to like social media and friends and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and she's she's doing really great. And I just think for her, it was a lot of pressure and a lot of temptation. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you've seen pictures, but she's beautiful. And so yeah. she, has, she has a really hard time because she's hurting in other areas when boys are, like, pouring attention on her. You know, it's easier for her to kind of, oh, well, they like me, so I must not be broken. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, that's literally what's going on in her head. And because she's 15, she can't navigate it the way she should, Does it, yeah. you know. So all to say, and she's been doing good, and we've been doing counseling for her with a therapist that was actually trained in kind of what she walked through. Before, we had a therapist who was a lay counselor at our church, and she was lovely. There was nothing wrong with her. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just think my daughter was having a hard time because um, – she knew the lady, she lived in our neighborhood, like she just, it was, it was, she needed someone yeah. that there was like no, no connection, no sure. connection whatsoever. Um, and I think that's helped her. So we're doing much better. Um, Good. Still recovering from the financial, oh my gosh, counseling is really expensive, especially when it's her and us. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay, you know, God faithful so yeah thanks for asking and um, and I really think um just talking to my daughter the other day and um, even some of the decisions she's making and um, you can tell that she's kind of finally putting herself first in a way that's respectful of herself if that Good. makes sense yeah Good. so and I think what I was most encouraged by is even though she was doing all sorts of crazy outward behaviors like her faith never wavered like I'm really um impressed by that you know good so anyway that's a long explanation but she she's doing good and I'm I'm hoping it will continue and we're just kind of going I I, you know day by day but it's nothing it's I mean I think yeah I think since November it's only been like once or twice where she's kind of drifted a little bit back into 
some of that behavior, but she's self-corrected, which is Good. awesome. Yeah, so, absolutely. So I'm hopeful. Well, that's great. You know. Yay. And I think your son's I doing think, okay. Yeah, well, he's a he's a complete other story. Yeah, <laughs> he's good. He's good. He's very opposite her um, in personality and stuff like that. Yeah. So we have yeah. we have other stuff with him that we work with, um, but he's also been very faithful through all this because he's known what's going on, you know. Yeah. And yeah, he's the one that would come to me every morning and say, "Mom, you know, I read this verse today. You know, maybe this will help you and, and Taylor. You know, and, oh. and so that." So that was kind of sweet, you know, that he was trying to care for her, um, even though he has his own kind of anxiety stuff going on. Yeah. You know, he was, yeah. he was trying to care for her. Um, I was going to say something else, and I can't remember. Um, oh, you know, for for me personally, spiritually, it was very hard when we found mm-hmm. out everything that had happened with her because of my past, you know, because of my mm-hmm. own experiences. Mm-hmm. And I I think what's helped me the most is looking at my daughter and understanding that she's her own person. So a lot of the stuff I was struggling with personally in relationships with this had more to do with me projecting me on her, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, like, like how I experience things and how I work through things. And the bottom line is Taylor or I did not have someone like me growing up. Yeah. Yeah. And Taylor does. And so it was a really neat, almost like redemptive cycle for me to realize she's not going to respond the way I did because she has loving parents, you know, and she has space and she has people to support her. So I think for me, that was a really big moment spiritually to see this whole thing as not, Oh my gosh, why did this happen to my child? But more of a, Oh my gosh, why did this happen to my child? But I'm equipped because of my past. So that was really cool for me, you know, yeah. So, anyway, wow, that's a lot. That's a lot spiritually. I think it is. Go through in a few months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo. Oh, so, anyway. so every time I was doing like your stuff for the study, I just I kept thinking of the of the title, um, and mm-hmm. I don't know if I told you how I always initially would type outrageously yeah. faithful, faithful instead of fruitful. Yep. Yeah, And it got to the point where I was like, well, maybe that's kind of on purpose, you know, like <laughs> I was always having to correct that from, it's like, I was obviously having to be faithful in a very difficult situation yeah, and, and weirdly seeing the fruit of that, mm-hmm. like, is really cool. So that was kind yeah. of a weird personal way that the study was kind of helping me, you know, oh, as I was watching awesome. it. And processing yeah. in that. So I wanted to tell you that because I think sometimes, you know, as, as creators, you know, as a writer or you're doing your videos, you get little glimpses of how your work is, you know, moving people, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that everybody always tells you those kind of stories. <laughs> so I wanted to make mm-hmm. sure you knew, you know, that even though technically I was doing work for you during that time period, I mean, it wasn't even – necessarily all the content it was just that little thing that was helping me reorient you know my perspective and I thought that was pretty cool yeah yeah well and even that being a fruit of the spirit is so neat you know and and just even as teaching through it was so good for me just from that perspective that it's not something that we can dissect and say it's separate Mm -hmm. Each thing is separate. It's it's 
you just saw it kind of yeah. weaving throughout with all yeah. of them. So, and I, yeah, and I, it's funny. I must have said everybody I knew the link on long-suffering. I think we were very familiar with all that. Oh, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. But at this but at the same time, um, I was telling her, because um, we she's going to counseling, and then sometimes one of us goes with her, um, and then I, we go together for just the marriage part of it, of trying to deal okay. with all this. And so I was telling our marriage counselor a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, it's so weird that you can have these conflicting emotions of despair and just not knowing what to do and grieving loss. I mean, there's a lot of loss right. in what sure. happened. Um, and not necessarily things that we communicate to her because it's loss that we have, mm-hmm. like of her innocence, of the future we hope for her, all those things. But that's not anything we would ever say to her, right? Exactly. Because her, mm-hmm. her loss is her own, and we don't want her carrying our – does that make sense? Like thinking, yeah. oh, maybe I should feel loss over that. If she doesn't, then that's good. You know? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we I was just talking to the counselor about it, is how, how we can feel like that, but then also have joy in oh, these little moments yeah. of mm-hmm. seeing God moving and and peace and perseverance and all the, like you said, the fruit of the Spirit, all of them, and really apply yeah. to any situation we're going through. And I think they take you on a journey, you know, Definitely. from not always knowing what to do um, to maybe still not always knowing what actually to do, but trusting in all those things that are coming, you know, Yes. as a, as a result of the faith. So it's pretty yeah. awesome. Very neat. So how did you feel um, about the whole process of the online study um, from your I, perspective? Yeah, I really liked it. I really mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are... And, and uh, I've got a few questions for you in terms sure. of um, should I follow up with a questionnaire mm-hmm. with the uh, folks who are signed up exclusively for the study um, mm-hmm. and just find out what things they liked, what things they didn't like, and then mm-hmm. how to use that information going forward and okay. what your recommendations would be um, if there were things that you saw, you know, there were some technical frustrations for sure. Sure. Um, sure. But for the most part, I really felt good about um, the whole process. It just seemed to be um, a, a good way to do it. And I look forward to, you know, I planned on this week doing a um, another just regular video um, to continue connecting. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, so that the, the the answer to the first question is is yeah, I would definitely do like a follow up survey. Um okay. I I have one. I I'm gonna see if I can share it with you. I'm not really sure how to do it yet, but I'll I just put okay. it out for myself. I have one that I use um through Survey Monkey, which is a is a free survey program up to like ten questions. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um so I'll log in after and see if I can share um, that survey with you to, to where maybe you can just copy and, and uh, that's what I'm trying to say, duplicate it and then edit yeah. the questions to fit. Um, and okay. so I usually, I send this out, um, mainly I use it right now because I'm testing a lot of um, courses, course, like I have two courses I'm developing and two group coaching programs I'm developing. 
So I have um, the participants complete um, this either at the end of the program or week by week, right? Okay. And I ask and I ask those kind of questions. You know, what was most helpful to you? Um, what do you think was missing? What was, was there anything confusing? Um, that those sort of questions, um, and then asking their opinion on how you know the process could have been made better for them right. is always a good idea, right? Yeah. Um, the key thing with, when you ask these questions is, for the most part, um, like I always make the question about their name um, optional, right? Because okay. I feel yeah. I yeah, feel yeah. like I feel like sometimes even with people who might have like some valid constructive feedback, uh-huh. I don't always like to attach their name to it, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So so. You know, leaving the, the name optional, just saying if you'd like to include your name so I can follow up with you, that'd be great. If not, you don't need to. And that, and that mm-hmm. often actually gets you some good constructive feedback. Um, great. That's you know. a good, very good point. Yeah. And then the way I implement it, it it's actually a little bit of a process. And, and I, I'm not sure if I've told you this before when it comes to like getting negative reviews or someone making a comment, you know, on something you did and they don't like it. And so my philosophy on on constructive feedback is that it's not always, um, like you you always have to temper what they're saying with the understanding that they have their own set of experiences like life experiences and the way they were brought up and the way they view church and the way they view God and even like whatever's going on in their life right then and there that will color the way they respond, even Mm -hmm. to something as simple as did this help you? Okay. And so anytime I've received any kind of feedback and and for me, it's usually, um, can I take an example of feedback? So when I send out like offer emails on my email list, a lot of times I get people responding saying, this is great, you know, I want to move forward. Um, but I always get emails of people saying, you know, I don't understand why you're charging for this, you know, or, you know, okay. you're a, a, a business that focuses on ministry, you know, how can you charge so much for? Like, I'm, mm-hmm. like every mm-hmm. single time, okay? And so I've always had to, like, take a step back and go, okay, they – this isn't an issue, like I can't take it as a a judgment. I have a business and I need to earn income, okay? But they don't, that's not a conversation that would be fruitful for me to get into with them because they don't understand my story, really. (laughs) They don't understand, you know, how all this works together. And so my response to those situations is usually, you know, I understand, you know, that this is an investment you're not able to make, but I always answer questions for free in my Facebook group. Right. So I point them somewhere else. And so what that does is, like I said, you understand where they're coming from and you don't take it personally. (laughs) Right. Right. And then like sit down and think through, is there any element of truth in what they're saying? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, And that's kind of how I always work through these survey results. And I think that's important, you know, because I think um, it helps you be from a place of, um, maybe anticipation of how it could help you versus letting it um, diminish what you've done, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and so if there's any element of truth, like um, I'm beta testing a course right now um, that's like the book launch process, right? But it's, 
um, I'm, it's very condensed. It's like 10 weeks. And so I'm trying to take, you know, I have eight authors going through it right now at this time. And the, like the first couple of weeks, we had all these tech issues, um, and it's not really how this is going to be delivered in the future. Like I've told them that several times. The way this is set up now is not how it's going to be in the future. This is how it's going to be. Um, and I got one survey where all they, I, the whole survey was like zeros because like their inter, their internet wasn't working. <laughs> Oh, you know wow. what I mean? And I and I was like, okay, you know, I can respond to this person, you know, out of frustration, but I wrote back to them and I said, well, what exactly was the issue that you were experiencing? And realized through the communication that it was actually an education issue. So they didn't understand how to use the video program we were using. And so oh. that's that's what I mean by the truth. Like I could have been like, okay, I can't do anything about your internet. But because yeah. I kind of tried to figure out the situation and understand where they were coming from, I actually realized that I that my class will benefit from me giving them the training materials on that program before yeah. we even start. So that's just an example, you know, of what what truth can you apply? You know, what there are things that you're not going to be able to do anything about, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you can't you can't fix Facebook being weird, you know, and right. and timing out or logging you out or not showing you Facebook Live is kind of finicky sometimes. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything about that. Um but, but, like, I remember the one week you had an issue. I think it had something to do with your phone, wasn't it, where you went and yeah, well, recorded? Yeah, so, what happened that time was I got a phone call while I yeah. was doing the live, and what happened is it messed up my voice. Yeah, so see, I didn't know that, that happened. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't, it was horrible. Yeah, yeah. So and you went and re-recorded I mean, it. You fixed it. Yeah. You did what you could, which is a perfect yeah. example, you know. Yeah, and it did force me to do a little research and find out, oh, I can put my phone on airplane mode and still Mm -hmm. get, you know, get Wi-Fi access or data access, and that worked out just fine. Yeah, yeah. And so so that's kind of what I mean is, you know, I'll definitely send you the survey questions, but just kind of take it with a grain of salt, you know, of just, you know, know, there are going to be things that they recommend that you can't change, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of another example. One of the gals in my book, this is actually kind of funny because it never occurred to me. Um, I was very specific that this program was for people who wanted to launch a book mm-hmm. um, or for people who wanted to help people launch books. Okay. And like the second session, this person gave feedback that she didn't know what launching a book meant. Oh, wow. And I, and I remember sitting there, and I looked at my husband, and I said, that, is so, that never occurred to me that someone would sign up for a program and not know the terminology, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, again, for me, I just created a quick one-page definition worksheet, right? Because yeah. to me, it made sense that I, that I knew what I was talking about, but it didn't occur to me that some of the people oh, coming my way may not know that. So... Those are just examples, you know, and I think for you, um, the the pros that you have going for you with the way that we set up the online study is number one, um, you you know, it was it was pretty clear communication. This is when this is happening. These are the topics. Here's where you find your stuff. But the worksheets really helped people, I think, stay guided right mm-hmm. through the process. Mm-hmm. So you probably wouldn't have hopefully that kind of situation. And um, so right. I think. What's important going forward is just making sure you continue to utilize 
things that anticipate your viewers' needs right. instead, instead of just trying to scramble and do it after the fact, okay? Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to say, um, I, I was digging through my notes because I had made notes. Um, I watched most of all of them, um, not always okay. the same day because I just wasn't always available at that time. Right. And I think um, what I noticed from beginning to end is that you grew way more comfortable, which is good and, yeah. and natural. And, and and that doesn't mean the first the – they were still really good <laughs> in, the, in the beginning. <laughs> it's just that you could tell that you were more relaxed, you know, right. and, and, and yep. more like you were talking to a friend um, versus presenting. And yeah. so be be encouraged by that because I I told you in the beginning it just take it takes practice and the more you do it the more comfortable you are going to be um, and I don't think people understand what goes into the back end of stuff like this you know what right. I mean right I, I do <laughs> you're, yeah you're trying to set up your lighting and your where you're sitting and make sure people can hear you and you're trying to like look at the camera but also I, I don't know if you had notes but I have to I have do. notes yeah yeah. <laughs> And I, when I did my first um, boot camp thing, um, what we're doing is we're doing a video training, um, and I have like a screen share thing where I'm walking them through stuff. Oh my gosh, it was so hard. I was like, oh my god, I have to click this button. I have to watch here. I have to look at my. It, it, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what I'm saying is your composure was very good. You know, it, oh, it never you. really felt like you were kind of scrambling. Where I was over here, like turning my video off so people wouldn't see me like freaking out <laughs> really because I was just like I don't know how to handle these 18 things going on at once and uh, I got better yeah you know as, yeah. as time went on um, and so all to say I think um, one of the things that we talked about early on was just trying to make sure that your videos were a little bit more polished than what you right. normally see on Facebook yeah. live and I think yeah. you did a really really good job of that no, that oh, was thank great. Thank you. Did For you sure. find it? Did you find it um, boring at all? That it was just in one spot. I mean, you know, I wasn't moving. I was sitting in a chair, doing no. this. Okay. I think I think moving around with Facebook Live would be a little disconcerting for the viewer. Um, gotcha. I don't know. I just feel like because you would have to like move. Are you talking about like you like moving around like during the video? Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and the reason why I'm saying that, I uh, a couple, I saw a couple yesterday that were just from friends of ours who are missionaries in Peru, and the oh, right. um, the gentleman was walking to the uh, Bible college while oh. he was doing his Facebook Live thing, and mm-hmm. you know, for it, it was just an element of interest. That yes. were not in my videos, but totally different because he's he's giving an update on what's going on while yeah. I was teaching. So I guess there's a you know time and a place for both. Well, that's and what I was going to say. Not it. Yeah, I, I think you know remember too that you can use Facebook Live for a variety of updates. It's actually one of the things I wanted to talk about. Because okay. what what you were doing was kind of a, a teaching session, and so it made sense. Yeah you know, that people would sit and watch and engage with you. Um, and I don't know, I personally would have found it distracting if you were teaching and walking all over the place, right? Because okay. I'm yeah. just trying to listen to what you're trying to say. And also what you were teaching was not um, <laughs> what I lovingly call fluff, 
you know, like you were you were talking about topics in a deep manner yeah. with scripture, with your Bible. Um, and so for me, I think it would have just been really distracting, you know, if you're okay. moving around all over the place in that particular format. And remember, part of what we were going to do with these videos um, is, is talk about maybe setting them up, you know, as a lead magnet for your newsletter subscriber list, right? Yes. Yep. So you needed them to be a little bit more um, polished, like we talked about. Um, Facebook Live, like there's a couple different ways I'm, I'm having my clients use them more for ministry marketing. And so mm-hmm. um, one of the ways one of my other clients is testing this is doing like little promo live videos for their blog posts, right? So yeah. t- typically, you know, authors will schedule, you know, a little sentence, you know, with a link to the blog post. And that's fine. Um, but what we're testing is if we do that same thing where you as the author are saying, hey, you know, I, I, I have a lot of people. And we're, we're using very specific language, okay? So mm-hmm. instead of saying, I wrote a new blog post today on this topic, go read it. It's more of a, you know, I, I have readers um, who really struggle with this, you know, and this mm-hmm. is the situation that one of my readers shared with me, and I really want to provide an answer to that. So this is what I'm talking about. You can read more here, you know, and it gives them the link and then they go to your blog. Um, and so it's utilizing Facebook Live and the video and being high preference in the algorithm and newsfeed and all that yeah. and yeah. driving traffic to your website. And that will be really easy for you to do. And it can be way less polished, right? Yeah. yeah. It, it can be sitting out in your yard or I don't know if something inspired you in your area to write that blog post, like, um, earlier in the summer, I had an author who went and did um, a video on the top of a building that overlooked this park that meant a lot to her, you know. And yeah. so it makes it sense, you know, if it makes sense and conjecture with what the blog post is about, then doing those Facebook lives from other locations is fine. Um, just understanding that it's a little bit different, it's, it's going to be a little bit shakier and stuff like that, unless you're carrying around a Right. They actually, I was going to say, well, I was going to say a selfie stick, but they actually, they, they make now um, almost like a little tripod type thing for your phone for Facebook live. And so if that sort of thing bothers you, and for me, I I have a hard time with the shaky camera, you know, I always, I always notice it, but some people don't care. But if you want to make sure your camera is, sitting still <laughs> you right. can get these little tabletop little tripod that just holds your phone you know so you can yeah. angle it to the scenery around you or whatever so I think that that will really benefit you because you're so good on video um mm. and just you know doing Thank these you. like <laughs> yeah no I'm not even kidding when I say that I'm having to practice this to death because I feel like a big nerd on video so oh. I always, I always admire people that can can do it in a way where they're actually looking where they're supposed to be looking and don't have like weird expressions on their faces, you know that kind of thing. <laughs> Sound well, it's very funny to analyze them. <laughs> <laughs> really, and of course, you know, you probably wouldn't think that of me if you watched a video of me, but exactly. I think that every right. time I watch a video of me. So um, I think integrating that kind of activity for Facebook Live will be beneficial. Um, I have another client um, who we are doing a Facebook Live series 
So they're not even blog posts. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. So what so what they're doing, and it's kind of similar to online Bible study, but it's not like nearly as intensive. Okay. So they're doing, it's a husband and wife. Um, so they're kind of doing a he said, he said, she said version of what it's like. Like they're a blended family, right? So okay, they were both gotcha. married before. One of them got divorced. One of them, their their spouse died, and then they got married, and they have all these kids. Like it's crazy. Gotcha. <laughs> I like I'm astonished every time I listen to them, and I'm like, I can't even do laundry for two kids, much less nine. But anyway, oh my goodness, I know <laughs> it's amazing. But they're doing a Facebook Live series based on a workshop they actually teach live. You know, and so they're just doing. Okay. I think I think it's four weeks, um, maybe six weeks, where they're gonna. The, what we're doing is we're setting up the email list for registration. You know that people mm-hmm. can sign up to get email notifications of the of the information, um, and they set a date and a time. You know that they're going to be talking about these different topics, and they're not even creating new content, right? They're just highlighting, you know, one key element of their bigger workshop and they're doing it via Facebook live in like these five minute videos, you know? So I think for you too, what you were doing was very intensive and that's great. But I also think, you know, incorporating um, some sort of element where maybe you're doing, I I don't know if you can do it weekly. It it really depends on your schedule to be honest. Right. Maybe, maybe you can do these mini Facebook live sessions, you know, where you're just talking about, you know, one topic and diving, diving into about five minutes and answering your questions. Yeah. Um, with, of course, the ever important call to action of, you know, sign up for my newsletter to be notified of the next one. Right. Kind of thing. Right. Um, it, and my philosophy really, I, 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 correct me if I didn't tell you this, but my view of your author page on Facebook is really to drive people to your newsletter. That's what yes. I feel like people should be using it for. Um, and, and testimonial a little bit of your of your work, you know, the impact of the work. Yeah. Um, and, of course, because you actually write, which I don't, you know, sharing the work that you're yeah. writing. Yeah. Um, but really, you know, because Facebook is um, such a proven and overly tested platform, I mean, Facebook itself spends a bazillion dollars a year on research and development on how to make their yeah. platform work well. So it just behooves us to use it because we right. know it's been tested and we don't have to do that. Um, so what they're rolling out, while it may be slightly annoying or aggravating to people because sometimes it comes with a cost, we we know that they've poured money into researching what their users want. So mm-hmm. we need to pay attention to that and integrate it into whatever it is that we're doing. Right. Um, so having said that, um, I feel like, you know, the Facebook page itself um, is really just like think of it as like a mini website, right, where you, you're kind yeah. of just posting your information and sharing um, successes, but using like the video, which is so such a big deal right now, um, to mm-hmm. drive readers back to your website and your newsletter is, is really how it's going to benefit you the best. And as you've seen, I know you you both boosted or sponsored mm-hmm. a lot of those videos. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know. Did you do them on all? Of, did you do that on all of them? Because some of them I did had not. Real, okay, I know. Some, yeah, some of them. I think there was one that had like five thousand. I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was really um, amazed by that. But yeah, you know, if you look back at the stats, 
mm-hmm. it's not it's pretty deceptive because mm-hmm. some of some of those can be um you know people just on their page and it that yeah. comes up and then when they True. scroll past it you know it's mm-hmm. like people could be on your uh, looking at it for 2 seconds Yes. And it counts as a hit. There is a view. It's, so, it is true. That's yeah. true. But I, but I do believe they're changing some of that. I was reading an article, and I'll see if I can find it. Hold on. I'm going to write this down. I was reading an article the other day that was talking about how um, Facebook in general is going to start counting um, people who stay present on okay. your material. And I can't remember that, to be honest, I was reading it and then I got on the client call and I probably bookmarked it to read it later, so I'll go find it. But okay. I remember thinking, oh, that's good because it would be a more realistic view, you know. Right. Um, and even with the ads, um, I was playing around with it the other day and there is a setting in there where you can ask it um, to only count like people who are actually like clicking on the material. Right, mm-hmm. not impressions. Like impressions is what you're talking about. Yeah, that that yeah. eyeballs saw it whether they stopped or not. And um, but there are some of the ads will allow you to only calculate like actual people clicking on your video to watch it or clicking on you know the little update to read the rest of it, which I think is a much more realistic um, and more helpful. Um, statistic to actually yeah. know, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, because if you're I doing guess. this video content and nobody's clicking to watch or stop, then that then you know you need to adjust something, right? Yeah, yep. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah so, so you know, all in all, even the last two that I didn't post had mm-hmm. at least as many views as the number of people signed up for the study. So mm-hmm. that was, you know, that was good, I felt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I did notice as I looked back at um, the MailChimp statistics on how many mm-hmm. people were opening the um, downloadable worksheets and that kind of stuff, it was right about 33%, 35%. Yeah. So yeah. is that pretty, I'm assuming that's pretty typical. Yeah, it is. The, the thing, there's a couple of different factors going into, I'm still on your MailChimp, right? Let me go log in. Yeah, you should Hold be. Hold on. I'm on like eight client accounts right now, so I couldn't remember if I was still on. <laughs> Hold on. What's my password? I only use um, MailChimp for my clients, so I can't ever remember my password. Okay, Hold on. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. And I, I think I did. I don't know if you saw the computer debacle. My computer officially finally died like yes, two days ago. Yeah, I saw that you got the MacBook Pro. I did. I'm so Are you loving it? I am not so excited yeah. about the payment every month, but, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's okay. We were able to get it on like a business thing, um, so we just have to pay it in 18 months for no interest, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, but I really didn't want to, I, I don't know. I, I, I use stuff until it's like falling apart and I have yeah. my Mac for eight or uh, wait, hold on since 2009. So how many years okay. is that? Nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah. That's like eight years. That's eight crazy. years. Yeah. So it's a good, it lasts a long time. <laughs> okay. So the open rate. Okay. So when I was looking at this, um, you actually have a, a pretty decent open rate. 
for the emails. Okay. Um, I think industry standard is honestly like 20%, 25%. So for you to be anywhere over that is really good. And so pretty consistently, the, the online Bible study emails, it, overall it was about 41% open rate um, and 12% clicks. Okay. Okay. Um, so that's not bad. There's a couple of things that kind of go into play when it comes to email marketing is you can't really control like spam filters, right? And so oh, you, yeah. you, gotcha. you, al- you always have people who signed up, but they, may, they honestly might not have even seen the email because of their spam filter. And we right. can't really do anything about that beyond – um, you know, making sure you're sending the email from a, like a .com email address, which I'm pretty sure you are. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, like watching the wording you're using, you know, um, spam filters actually tend to earmark certain words as spam, like free <laughs> or sale uh-huh. or, you gotcha. know, all that kind of stuff. And so I often um, don't use those words in subject mm-hmm. lines or even the email if I can help it, you know, because okay. the spam filters will pick it up. Um, and so sometimes um, instead of saying, like actually you have right here, I think free God speaking devotional. Um, okay. I, I didn't even notice that. Um, so I would probably change the title. Um, is that what's going out in the subject field, you know, or is it just the name um, of the list? Where... Are you on, you're in MailChimp right now? I am. And you have a list okay. that says free God speaking devotional. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what I did is I set up, if you go to my author page, I now uh-huh. have a tab that says free okay. God speaking devotional book. And I okay. actually have had a couple subscribers since I put that up. Okay. But what I want, what I want to do, and and this is something that I wanted to ask you about, and maybe how to go about doing it, and it's going to take some legwork on my part, just going into Mailchimp and figuring out how to do the drip campaign thing mm-hmm, that we talked mm-hmm. about. But yeah. what I want people to sign up for now are going to be um, three videos that I'll send out, you know, in um, sequence, and mm-hmm. do a um, like a video series on um, doing a Bible study. So yeah. just ha- how to have a quiet time kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So That's that great. way they can, you know, sign up for something where they'll get these periodic videos rather than, you know, it would be free content, but rather than something that they download or ebook. Yeah. It just, you know, based on what I saw from the Jeff Walker stuff, yes. I don't know if you're familiar with him, just, I am. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it seemed like a something good to try at least because I'm still not getting a decent, you know, people signing up for like subscription. Yeah. 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 Well, the first thing I'll say, the reason I mentioned this is, is because I was telling you to try to take the word free out. Yes. Yes. And so So that it's not going to a spam filter. Yeah. What you could say is here's the resource I promised you, you know, or, or here's the devotional I promised you that kind of phrasing just try to avoid the free language because sometimes that's what what triggers. Um, Now I will tell you, um, one of the things I need to go from an administrative perspective is I need to go back in and save all these 
emails for that your study is attempting for you. Thank you. Yes, so, that was one of my questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Originally, I was trying to set this up on automation, okay? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. The, the issue that I was running into is because we had rolling enrollment. It, it, was, it was not um, gotcha. working <laughs> correctly. And I, and I don't remember if I told you, but I spent a while on the phone with MailChimp trying to get it to work. And they just, they were like, it's not going to work the way you want it to because anybody that signs up um, would be starting at the beginning, right? Yeah. And that wasn't really mm-hmm. beneficial to what we needed. Um, so what I did is I just abandoned the automation for this particular time period and set them up as regular campaigns. Um, mm-hmm. But what what that means is all I need to do is go back into each email and save it as a template, right? Okay. And so we can now set this up as an automation for new subscribers. Um, we Good. might want to change the language a little bit, you know, right? Um, because they, they obviously wouldn't be doing the workbook in advance and stuff like that. Um, right. But what, the, what that allows us to do is go into automation, and this answers, I'll talk about your videos thing in a second, but what this allows you to do is, is pick, you know, um, I think the most common one, there's a course series in here. And um, like if you've played around with automation, when you click mm-hmm. on it, it gives you all these different, I don't know, options that you can choose from. And so that's in it is in MailChimp. And so like okay. what I would probably do is pick um, for the outrageously fruitful, I would probably pick this course series. And when you click on it, it opens um, the automation kind of edit dashboard. Um, okay. And then and I'll probably just do it right now. Here, I'll just and then, it too. But the thing is, is you have to set the list that that's going to before you even create your automation, okay? So I'm not going to do it right now because I don't want to mess it up. Right, you, once, right. you, once you've set this list, you can't go back and edit it, okay? So that was yeah. the issue that I was running into before. So, for example, if we wanted to offer this outrageously fruitful, you know, however many weeks it was, 10 teaching video series to new subscribers, right. what I would do is I would go in here and I would link it to your new subscribers, and anybody that joins from this point forward would then be placed in this 10 email series. Does okay. that make sense? Okay. Yes. And, now, and can, the, I, can I take, I would have to, um, I'm imagining do it physically by hand, just taking those names then that are part of that email list and putting them into the Maria I. Morgan Writer so that they get the blog posts as well. Well, are you talking about the the people that took the study? Yes. Yeah, that's actually something I have on my list to do. I just didn't want to do it yet in case you wanted okay. to do anything to that list. So okay. t- technically but, what what we would probably do is send the survey first to those people. Yeah. yeah. With a, with a due date. And then once that due date is passed, all we have to do is merge the, them with your regular newsletter list. And oh, we, communi- okay. we, we communicated that to them, you know, that this was going yeah. to happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's I just wondered just, if, is there any benefit to keeping that um, as a separate email list? I mean, because um, once you merge it, it, it does away. Yeah. If I'm yeah. understanding correctly, okay. yeah. Once you once you once you merge the two lists, they're they're c- combined. Um, okay. The 
benefit, gosh, I'm trying to think, not really because it was a standalone Bible study. Does that make sense? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So unless you you're readily have something else to offer them in relationship to that study, uh-huh. I wouldn't keep them separate. Okay. Gotcha. And then um, let me ask you this. If I've got somebody on both lists, the same person on both mm-hmm. lists, mm-hmm. does it does it create two people? No. Or does it recognize? Yeah, it just updates new Perfect. it merges them okay. and it does not have duplicate people. Yeah. Okay. So it so it won't up like your subscriber count. It'll just be, you know, merged. Yeah. The new Perfect. people will show up. Um and I think too what's important is is remembering like um, I, I have another client who does, this is actually something we'll talk about with your three video sequences is something I was going to ask you about because what she's doing is every quarter, um, and I'll send you a link so you can see it, um, but okay. every quarter what she's doing is she has like this interview series. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're, we're basically, she has a topic that she's talking about. Um, and she she goes and finds people that have some experience in that topic. And I'm just going to say shame because it's something I'm thinking about today, <laughs> something okay. I'm praying over. Okay, so okay. she would she would have she calls it the Beauty from Ashes series. And so okay. if her topic was shame, you know, how do you um, find beauty from the ashes of shame in whatever situation? She goes and finds like ten to twelve women that have a story that relate to that topic, that doesn't mean they have these same experiences, right? Um, but her purpose is is interviewing these people, um, which you can do on uh, Facebook Live or, you know, other online video recording things. Right. And um, interviewing their, their experience. And it, it, she has, like, guided questions she takes them through. And that's mm-hmm. one of the ways mm-hmm. that we're building her email list. And um, okay. so in, in her world, from a numbers perspective, she started out with, I think, like 200, 250 email subscribers. Mm-hmm. And after a year, she's right at 1,500. Okay. So it's slow and steady. Anything with email listing, email list building is slow and steady, trust me. Yeah. But, okay. you know, and, and, and those people are on her email list, the people that register to watch those videos. And we set the videos up in an automation series, right? Um, and so those people are now on her email list. And so whenever she promotes, like she had a book come out, you know, she mm-hmm. promoted the book to everybody because it applied. Um, she has a, like a little mini academy. It's like a six-week coaching academy called the Trust Academy. So that's something that she promotes to those people. So in, in that conjecture, we actually keep those lists separate because she tailors offers to those groups because she yeah. has other offers. So in your situation, I wouldn't necessarily um, keep those lists separate because it's just duplicate work for you. Like anytime you sent out a blog post, you'd have yeah. to then go and duplicate it <laughs> to that yeah, list. that's what I've that's been the doing. One, it's the one annoying thing about MailChimp because some of the other email programs will let you select multiple lists for someone yeah. to go to, but MailChimp doesn't yeah. do that. Yeah, so. okay. So, yeah, I think okay. doing this three-video sequence is very easy to do using automation. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what topic you're thinking about doing it on? Um, I was thinking of the Bible, you know, Bible study, how to do a Bible study, like getting okay. into the Word. Oh, you told me that. Kind of thing. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. 
And I and I what I like about it is, you know, I've been doing a lot of study and research on lead magnets because I, I think I told you a long time ago, like ebooks and PDFs are valuable, but people are getting kind of I don't know, exhausted by them. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You yeah. Know? And so I've been trying to figure out, okay, what is it that we could offer? And and what I'm learning is that most people want actionable items, yes. like actionable steps they can take, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and so it's it's not enough, you know, for like, like I posted a question in my Facebook group because I'm just curious what they say they need. I already know what I'm planning on doing, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of seeing what they say they need so I can honestly incorporate it into my copy, you know, for yeah, promoting. Yeah. But also, I'm, some of them might come up with great ideas. And one gal was listing something about book launch timelines and, and processes and steps to follow. Well, mm-hmm. what's interesting about that is I probably won't ever offer something like that because there's already an abundance of free information on the Internet about that. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, she, you know, and, and I'll – I haven't had a chance to respond to her yet, but I'll probably go, hey, so-and-so has these. <laughs> I don't mind doing that. Because right. for me, you know, like when you're thinking about um, how you're trying to draw subscribers to you, um, it's not just about what they're asking for. It's about what are they asking for that you can incorporate what is unique or special about you into it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not going to spend a lot of time and energy and effort making those kind of checklists and spreadsheets because it's already easily available to people. Um, but what I will probably do um, is do like a, like you're, you're talking about a video series that kind of walks them through the three phases of a book launch and what they need to consider mm-hmm. um, be- because that will actually be a great free offer to direct them to my boot camp program. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So when, whenever you're thinking of these free offers, you've always got to think, what am I leading them toward? Exactly. Yep. Right? And, and are they actually going to be able to take action from what you're teaching them? That is right. so important. You don't want people yeah. just to be consuming your information. Like right. You want them to consume and listen and ponder and reflect and actually yeah. do. Well, and it kind of going it kind of goes back to what you were talking about feeling a little bit um, or people looking at you. And and this Mm -hmm. is really me feeling like, wow, you know, I'm really just doing what we're called to do as believers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So how can I legitimately charge somebody for something? Because, you know, it's like, because I've thought about coaching kind of, um, mm-hmm. From that angle where it would be, you know, okay, well, let's study. I can take this person through whatever the topic might be mm-hmm. and, you know, have um, time of prayer with the person, take down prayer requests and and just um, do scripture memorization and give them the tools that they need to grow in their walk in that area. But, I mean... I don't really know how to structure that or if mm-hmm. that's even a viable – I mean, I'm really thinking that it's not – because the fact that I love the teaching aspect of things, I really mm-hmm. like that more than the writing yeah. <laughs> yeah. aspect. <laughs> so and it's um, – I don't know. For a business, it's easier to do that than the writing of a book. Yeah. It is, and I I think what's funny is, um, 
like in my world is a little different in that I'm not just, I feel like I do a lot of ministry, right? Um, yeah. But the skill set that a lot of my clients don't have is, or, or they need growth in, is the marketing project management yeah. piece, which is something that, you know, is I, like I think people tend to think, oh, well, yeah, I need to pay for something like that versus, you know, like like I have a um, another, she's actually a friend who is doing like this life coaching and she's having a hard time like finding people to pay and it's very low cost. You know, it's not yeah. like a huge amount of money. And she was asking me, like, well, what do I, what do I do? What do I do? And I'll tell you the same thing I told her. It's not so much like you're always going to have people who will have that philosophy of, well, this is ministry. You shouldn't charge for it. That's going to happen anywhere, everywhere, no matter where you go, even in churches sometimes. Yeah. Um, it's more like where are you finding potential people that understand the value in what you're offering from an investment perspective, okay? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, what I mean by that is a lot of people will kind of look for their audience from their peers, right? Like other authors or speakers or readers, you know, are people mm-hmm. that have taken their courses, Um And one of the things that I often try to do is I try to think through, like, who in in the online space, especially, because it's the easiest to connect with people that you would never really meet in real life, right? Right. Um, So who do I know that has um, clients or followers that would be in need of what I have to offer, Right. Mm-hmm. Instead, instead of where can I go find an audience for me, it's more of a who already has an established mm-hmm. audience. And, and Tribe Writers is actually, because that's where we connected with the Tribe Writers group, right? right? right. And, and honestly, that's all I do is I go answer questions. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not real salesy or pushy or anything. I just try and go answer questions. Um, and I, I've actually been spending a lot of time, and this is why I wanted to tell you about this, I've been spending a lot of time lately in um, Facebook groups for Christian entrepreneurs. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and I think that it's something that you, you might want to look at. I'll send you a link to a couple of them that I'm in because okay. yeah. they're, they're super, super invested. In, and they don't necessarily all have businesses that are, I don't know, faith-based. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Some of them do, like me. Some of them are their entrepreneurs who happen to be Christian and are looking for support and, yeah. and encouragement. Like they're so freaking busy. I know that, mm. yeah. <laughs> you know, personally, that sometimes it's hard to take care of yourself spiritually, you know, when you're trying yeah. to manage running a business and taking care of clients and all that kind of stuff. And so th- those kind of groups might be a really good resource for you, you know, to go in and engage with and just offer prayer and support. And a lot mm-hmm. of them, um, they're really big into community, like supporting one another. And so you can't always just go post your stuff in there, but they right, have, right. They have, like, the groups I'm in consistently have once a week somewhere where you can post what you're working on. And yeah. some of them do things like, what do you need? Maybe something, the group can help you kind of thing. And so just investing a little bit of time, you know, in those groups. I probably spend about 10 minutes a day in the groups, period. Okay. You know, okay. just kind of, I put it on my calendar and I go in there 
and I kind of try to see what's new and if I can answer anything. And sometimes I can't, you know, but it's okay. Right. Um, and then I go in and I put on my calendar the days that they have their share, you know, when it's okay to share yeah. a sales page or whatever. And I just do it as part of my morning routine. Um, and I mean, I honestly, I get, I, and I've shared this with you before, it's where I get most of my clients from, you know, outside okay. of word of mouth. Yeah. Um, is where I tend I tend to get clients from like those Facebook groups. I don't own Tribe Writers, but I've I've had clients from there. Um, yeah. Another one I'm in that you might consider is called Hope Writers. Okay. Um, that's a monthly number. It's like eighteen dollars a month. Um, but I'm in that group, and it's a it's a group of aspiring all the way up to really established authors okay. mm-hmm. um and and what they did is it's actually catered towards the newer and building authors but okay. they invited a lot of people like me in established like authors that have released a couple of books and stuff like that into the group so that we could you know be of encouragement to these people right okay mm-hmm. you know and and offer help and I think in that group alone, I, I was in it for four, well, I've been in it for four, five months, no wait, I guess six. So whatever that cost is, I don't know, what is that, like 60 bucks or something? Yeah. Um, I have booked like six clients, like just wow. from answering questions. I mean, it's crazy. And I'm not saying that like, because I don't go in, it's their group, it's their program, they have they have a membership site, they charge for stuff. I just go and answer questions. And so that's the key, is finding the right groups to community, yeah. to community with. Yeah. So Hope Writers, is that mm-hmm. on Facebook? Or is it, yeah. it's, a, it's more like a Michael Hyatt website or Compel? Well, it's actually both. Um, so okay. if you go to hopewriters.com, I think they're open. Yeah, I'm sure. They, they kind of do an open closed enrollment thing. Um, if you go to the website and you sign up, then mm-hmm. you get access to the secret Facebook group. Oh, isn't, secret isn't it Facebook group. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So I don't. I actually, I think it is secret. Let me go look and make sure. Because they don't want people just requesting. Yeah, it is a secret group. Um, because if you leave it. Um, even just close, other people can find the group. So they have it secret because it only comes with membership, right? Okay. So they don't have to manage. Um, but like the Facebook group right now has about 800 authors in it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but they also do, um, they do a lot of training videos and um, for, the, for the group and they do um, like Facebook Live Q&As and stuff like that. So it's a really neat group to be a part of. Not just from an educational standpoint, like like they've taught me stuff I didn't know. I was like, wow, okay. yeah, <laughs> really. But also, um, not wow. Like I don't know that I don't think I know everything. I just met. No, I was like, so that's no. really cool. Yeah, um, about stuff I didn't know about basic blogging and you know community and stuff like that. And um, but they also um, they have a great spiritual, uh, you know, undertone to yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, just groups like this, I think, um, will benefit. Because I know, like, here's the thing. We can put systems in place to build your email list, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you, it's not just having a great website or having great content, which you have. It's how do you 
connect with people to get them to right. your stuff in the first place. And it's just not enough anymore to write great blog posts <laughs> and share right. on social media. Like yeah. you have to you have to get into these niche groups in order to really cultivate those relationships and drive people to you. Yeah. So I think that will help you a ton. Um now I know you did the giveaway um at one point. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of the – now, this is a little bit different for me than it is for you, okay? So just c- consider that, and I'll explain how you might be able to use this compared to how I'm using giveaways. Okay. Um, but one of, the, one of the things I'm doing is I, I'm, I'm trying to build my email list pretty aggressively um, because mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to get set up with a marketing agency who basically creates online courses and membership courses, Okay. Um, but the guy, but the guy who runs it, um, the the way he's set up is I have to have an email list of ten thousand people, mm-hmm. and once I do, he takes over that entire aspect of my business and works on a, off a percentage. So I don't even have to pay him, <laughs> right? He he's invested in the success of the courses that I'm that I'm doing because he gets you know, 40% cut of it, of everything I made. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so I'm, I'm trying to definitely invest in building my email list because honestly, he will do everything from my email marketing, my, my lead magnets, my course development, my website, like everything that I have no time to do. And, and that's awesome. Okay. Um, so having said that, um, one of the mm-hmm. ways I'm using giveaways is I need to attract the right type of people to my email list that will need my services or my courses, right? Which, of course, will be around book marketing, book launching, um, the spiritual kind of soul care for authors, that sort of thing. Um, And so the giveaways I'm doing are very tailored to what those type of clients would want, and they're very expensive, which is why I haven't done all of them yet. (laughs) Right. So, for example, um. I'm gonna. Um, I, I'm working with Proverbs 31 to see if I can buy like five year-long memberships to Compel Training, right? Okay. Because mm-hmm. Compel Training is a perfect resource for people that would need me to help them actually do that work, not just learn about it, but actually do it. So that's an expense that I have to pay for. But mm-hmm. the giveaway is going to be, you know, you. One of five people will win a year or two of this training. And what that does is that means that the people signing up for my email list are people that would need me down the road, right? Yeah. Um, another one I'm doing is StoryBrand, um, which is Donald Miller. And it's, a, okay. it's a, like a $2,000 course. And, and that, that's helping people set up their visual branding and their copy and all that kind of stuff to reach the right mm-hmm audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the last one I'm going to do is probably Hope Writers and a membership okay. to them, a year of membership. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so for me, like my strategy, that's how I want to build my email list, you know, is, is through these giveaways. And I think right. for you, I, I know you did that little, that one with the edible arrangements. Yeah. Which was really cute. yeah. I thought it was sweet. Um, but for you, that might look more like something like partnering, you know, with a couple of different authors where, right. um, you know, maybe you guys have like a bundle offer of books, you know, that you're giving away kind of thing. Okay. 
Um, and another thing that one of my clients and I did once is we did a, a one-hour webinar. Mm-hmm. And, and it was the main author, which in this case would be you, <laughs> interviewing, right. interviewing other authors and speakers, right? So there was a whole invitation process about the themes of that person's book. Okay, and so for Say you, again. the themes of that person's book. So okay. none of none of these people had read her book yet. Um, what we okay. did is we invited, I think, like 20, and we wound up with eight, right? Because not everybody's going to be able to say yes. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then we, what we, in the invitation, what we did is we said, we're looking for people who can talk on, you know, these themes or questions, right? Um, mm-hmm. So maybe for you it could be what does um, practicing the discipline of self-control look like in your ministry? Right, like okay. like those. Mm-hmm. That's that's a theme that person could talk about, and they only had to talk for ten minutes. I mean, it was not like, you know, <laughs> hours. And actually, I think it was five minutes. I think okay, the author. Did, I have to look it up, but the author did like an a, an introduction, um, and then the author just moderated. You know, here's this person. Here's an introduction about who they are. This is their website. This is what they write on, um, and and they're going to talk about what self control looks like in their ministry. And then that person, that author would tell a story, you know, that relates to it and so on and so forth. And so the benefit is that everybody signed up on your newsletter list. That's how they registered um, to get access to the, the webinar. Um, and then the giveaway um, was a bundle of books from each author, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and so that was the incentive for people that stuck around and watched the whole thing they were entered into this drawing, you know, to win this giveaway. And the reason that we did it with other authors and speakers is because then they were promoting this webinar on your behalf. Sure. Right? So it's not just you saying, oh, I have this webinar. It's all um, nine of them, you know, promoting it to their social media and to their email list because it was giving their readers a little bit more insight into them and it was also giving their readers a chance to win this book bundle from everybody in the webinar, right? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, so I think I think thinking of things like that to build your email list will will benefit you because it's yeah. not, you know, it's not just a here's an ebook, which which I'm not saying that's not valuable. I'm just saying no, but I know it's yeah, it's people, it's people are, are <laughs> well, and people are more incentivized, like I said, by relating with you personally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting kind of that hands-on training and then having something to move forward with after yep. kind of thing. Yep. You know? Yep. So just thinking through giveaways. And again, I know it's a cost investment. I am having to save the money myself. You know, I can't yeah. just go buy, you know, hundreds of dollars worth of giveaways. Yeah. Um, but for me, you know, when I was working through what to offer, the story brand one will probably be last because it's so much money. But okay. I will tell you that the type of people that sign up for story brand in general, mm-hmm. they spend that kind of money on themselves. And like to take the course, just the course, I think is like $2,000 to do it okay. in person with the people. It's like $3,000, you know? And yeah. so if I want to attract the type of potential clients, you know, and again, they don't have to be my clients. Their audience could be. I have to offer, you know, I have to kind of 
up-level what I'm offering to get the right kind of people on my email list. So that's what I'm trying to point out to you is, okay. you know, it's not just about getting anybody on your list. It's about getting people who will take the time to watch a webinar, you know, right. and, and hear what you're saying. Um, and then also the other thing, that's kind of why we had set up that, that email giveaway system is incentivizing them to share about it with other people but right. to get them more entries um, is always yep. better. Okay. Okay, so this is what I know we have another call, so I don't want to, like, overwhelm you. So basically, you know, just to kind of cover what we're talking about, um, when I send you the notes, it's going to talk about um, just kind of the things that I – the feedback, you know, from the app, the study – and then also the things I think that you could be kind of working on and yeah. or tweaking yeah. just a little bit. Yeah. And the survey, as soon as mm-hmm. I can figure out, I think I can share it with you. I don't know if that you can edit it, but if I can share it with you, then you can at least like copy the questions or something. Great. Yeah, uh, that'll work. And yeah, and then just a few of these tweaks of how to kind of use Facebook Live um, to really drive traffic, you know, to your website, Excellent. blog posts, and to your newsletter. Um, and then I'll send you a link to the Beauty from Ashes so you can see how she does it, and because I think yeah. that's going to be very similar to um, what I'm talking about. Doing yeah, what you're, mm-hmm. what you're what what you're talking about. And, and again, the key thing with the automation is just remembering once you have the list assigned to it, you can't change it. <laughs> right. You, know? you, right. You would literally have to delete it and start all over again. You know. Okay. So you have to know. Okay. Up, you have to know up front you know, where it is, like who you want to take through that that sequence. Um, and then if you're wanting to send that to existing, like people that are already on your email list, mm-hmm. um, all you have to do is set, like you, you can save templates of the emails you're sending in automation, and then okay. you can go, then you can go into your campaign and just tell them, hey, I created this free series for you, my subscribers, here it is, right? Good. Like, okay. so, you know, you can just send it to them over, like, a couple of days. So yeah. they get it, too, you know. They're Perfect. not left out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and that's good. I mean, it's, you know, giving them free content will <laughs> is always a good thing. It is. Um, yeah. Okay, and then the original worksheets, those mm-hmm. downloadable worksheets, that's mm-hmm. one of the things that we had talked about as well. Um because there are a couple of typos that I needed to change. So mm-hmm. I, I guess I'll just have to take it and mess around with it in Photoshop or, um, or I should say. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I mean, if there's only a few, um, maybe send them to me what you've noticed, and I can probably get her to change it really quickly. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, it was, she, it was on the first two, and it was changing from Psalms, to solve. Yeah. So removing yeah. the apps is it. Yeah. If you'll send me a list and I'll just, because she told okay. me it takes her like five seconds to do it. Where oh, good. Okay. she tried to tell me once how to change it and I, I didn't have the program. And I was like, I don't, gotcha. I can't, I don't, I can't do that. Um, okay. And so, and so, yeah, if you just send me a list, like okay. you know, week one and whatever you want changed, then I'll just ask her to fix it real quick. Okay. So that's no problem. Okay. Great. Um, and then the last thing that I had was for, I noticed that there was one person who had signed up for the um, Outrageously Fruitful Bible Study after it was over. Oh, 
Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you we could what you can do, like you can go in and get the email address and just message mm-hmm. them and let them know that the study is over, but that they could watch the videos on your Facebook page or something. Okay. Um, but what about the worksheets? I guess. Well, but remember, with the videos, you link oh, to the worksheet. Oh, yeah, 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 each week. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. Yeah, Perfect. so they can do it. And then just, just you know, tell them. They would basically be um, merged with your regular newsletter, just like everybody else. But if we don't want people registering, we need to just basically delete that list. Yeah. That the form. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. I've got to have um, Seth take it off of my blog, too. Yeah. Okay. So just write write down to message them, and as soon as you message them, then I I can just go in and delete the list for you. That okay. way, people, you know, even if Seth can't um, fix it right away, it, they would just get a message that it's no longer available. Okay. You know, and um, so that so that means you're not you're not deleting the you're just deleting the one for new registry new registrants. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Got it. I'm just making notes here. Okay. No problem. Anything else that you have? Not for this particular time. <laughs> okay. Okay. Go ahead with anything else. Yeah. No, that's about it. And so maybe I'll send you the notes, and then we have the other call scheduled in mid-December. Um, so maybe then we can talk a little bit more about like this video sequence you want to do and how to set it up and how to market it and all that kind of stuff. We can talk about that. Perfect. Okay. Well, that sounds excellent, Lindsay. It's been great catching up with you and just uh, hashing out all this stuff. No, absolutely. I I always love. This is my favorite part of everything I do. (laughs) Yay! Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. All right. Well, you have an excellent afternoon. You too. And I look forward to talking to you next Friday. Mm, Same to you. Take care. All right. Thanks. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.